0: Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, Psalm 33:12. 12. 400 years ago, an unlikely group of Christian pilgrims landed on the shore of Plymouth, Massachusetts in November 1620. Through that harsh first winter, without proper shelter, they were attacked by disease and nearly half of them died. After bringing in their first harvest the next year, this group of believers forsook the temptation to dwell on their losses and instead chose to acknowledge God for all he had provided. This was the first thanksgiving in America. In the last 400 years this same desire to honor God has provided the key to overcoming challenges from every side. Americans have been outnumbered and oppressed They have been plagued by financial setbacks, disease, and famine. They have waged war against evil, both within and beyond the borders of their nation. Throughout history, the challenges have never ceased. And today, like the first pilgrims, we too can overcome our present obstacles by putting trust in God. This Thanksgiving, despite the hardships we face, or the uncertainty that lies ahead, let us give thanks for our spiritual harvest in Jesus Christ. And as the people of God, let us pray that in spite of fierce opposition, the United States will continue to be a nation whose God is the Lord. Wishing you a blessed Thanksgiving from Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College.
1: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
2: You need to see yourself as a steward, not an owner of the money that you have.
1: Once you understand that it isn't your money, it's His money, and then He just blesses us. And our finances improved. God really blessed our finances. You can
3: trust God with your money.
2: And now, here's Andrew. WELCOME TO OUR FRIDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY I'M ENDING MY THIRD WEEK OF TEACHING ON FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP, AND I'M MAKING THIS BOOK AS A FREE GIFT TO YOU. NOW OUR HELPLINE IS CLOSED TODAY BECAUSE OF THE THANKSGIVING HOLIDAY IN THE UNITED STATES. Uh, OVERSEAS OFFICES PROBABLY WILL BE OPEN, BUT IF YOU WOULD LIKE TO GET THIS IN THE U.S., uh, YOU CAN GO TO OUR WEBSITE AND REQUEST IT OR THEY WILL BE OPEN AGAIN next Monday, but I'm giving away this book on financial stewardship or our CD teaching or our DVD teaching. Uh, You can have any of those as a gift to you. We have a package where we have these other materials. Anyway, we just got a lot of ways that you can take advantage of this teaching. I've been teaching all of this week out of Luke chapter 16 about the unjust steward. And if you've missed any of this teaching... I encourage you to go to our website, awmi.net, and you can look at our archived television programs. there, free of charge and get this whole teaching because I've been sharing things that are just radical. This is so different than the way most people think, and this is the reason that most people aren't really prospering the way that they should. I haven't got time to go back through this whole thing. Let me just go down to the eighth verse of Luke chapter 16, And this master of a servant who had been stealing money from him, this servant stole money but started giving it away to other people to bribe them so that when he was fired, he would be able to go mooch off of them. And the master actually commended the unjust steward for what he did. Most people would think, why would you commend a person for stealing money from you, taking your money and just giving it away to people? It was because there was two things I've pointed out, and I've really tried to focus on this this week. First of all, this master, he was not tied to his money. Money is just a tool. It is not the real asset. You know, I've used this verse already, but in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it says, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth. Wealth is not really that important, but the power to get wealth, the anointing, the ability to get wealth is what's really important. Man, I just feel so restricted in my ability to communicate this because these are things that God has shown me over decades, and I'm trying to condense it into just a few words, and it's hard to do. I've got an entire teaching on the difference between blessings and miracles. AND WHEN GOD BLESSES YOU, THE BLESSING IS THE REAL ASSET, NOT THE THINGS THAT IT PRODUCES. YOU KNOW, OVER IN GALATIANS CHAPTER 3, IT SAYS THAT WE ARE REDEEMED FROM THE CURSE OF THE LAW, CHRIST BEING MADE A CURSE FOR US, THAT THE BLESSINGS OF ABRAHAM MIGHT COME UPON THE GENTILES THROUGH FAITH. SO WHAT IS THE BLESSING OF ABRAHAM? ARE YOU TALKING ABOUT HIS TENTS, HIS CATTLE, HIS SHEEP, THOSE THINGS? I DON'T WANT HIS, YOU KNOW, 4,000-YEAR-OLD ROTTEN TENT. I DON'T WANT THOSE ANIMALS THAT HAVE DIED (laughs) AND TURNED TO DUST. I DON'T WANT THOSE THINGS. WHAT I WANT IS THE FAVOR THAT GOD SHOWED ABRAHAM. I WANT THAT FAVOR OF GOD. AND THAT'S WHAT I'VE GOT THROUGH JESUS. THE BLESSING HAS COME UPON ME. ONCE YOU UNDERSTAND THIS, THEN IF YOU LOSE THINGS... You don't fall apart because things are just a tool. It's a result of the blessing, but it is not the blessing. And once you have the blessing of God, once you have the favor of God, once you have this attitude that God is my source and these things that I've got, they are a product of God's blessing on my life, but they are not God's blessing. People can come and steal something from you, but you know what? They can't steal the blessing of God circumstances, downturns in economy can affect you, but they can't stop the blessing of God. And once you get this attitude that this rich man had where he he just saw his assets as their things, but the real asset is God's favor, he could look at a man who was stealing from him and just find something to compliment the man about. And why did he compliment this man? Because finally he realized that the greatest use, man, this is something that's so important, I JUST PRAY THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT EXPLODES THIS ON THE HEART OF EVERY PERSON WATCHING. BUT THE but the REAL POWER, THE REAL BLESSING OF MONEY ISN'T THE THINGS, IT'S NOT MONEY, IT'S THE FAVOR OF GOD THAT PRODUCES IT. THAT'S THE ASSET. AND THE REAL PURPOSE OF MONEY ISN'T JUST FOR YOU, IT'S SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE. And that's what this man did. He finally started blessing other people so that in turn they could bless him back. And Jesus said it this way in Luke chapter 16, verse 9, when he summarized the parable and applied it to them. He said, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. That's the King James wording for money. Make to yourselves friends with money that when you fail, that word fail means die they may receive you into everlasting habitations. This is talking about eternity. And Jesus is saying that the best use of your money is for the future, not just the future here in this life, but the future in eternity. And I mentioned these verses uh, yesterday, but I just want to go back and spend some time ON THIS BECAUSE JESUS SAID THIS IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 6 AND IN VERSE 19, HE SAYS, LAY NOT UP FOR YOURSELVES TREASURES UPON EARTH WHERE MOTH AND RUST DOTH CORRUPT AND WHERE THIEVES BREAK THROUGH AND STEAL, BUT LAY UP FOR YOURSELVES TREASURES IN HEAVEN WHERE NEITHER MOTH NOR RUST DOTH CORRUPT AND WHERE THIEVES DO NOT BREAK THROUGH NOR STEAL. JESUS IS SAYING YOU CAN ACTUALLY PUT TREASURES IN HEAVEN. NOW THIS ISN'T LIMITED TO MONEY. But uh, you can, through the good things that you do, through loving God, the there's a scripture that says that those who spoke of, often one to another about the Lord, that God wrote it in a book and it was laid up in heaven for them. Did you know that you, every time that you are talking about the Lord and glorifying the Lord and things, God is recording it and that's going to benefit you in eternity. There are going to be rewards for people who have... DIED FOR THE LORD, THERE'S A MARTYR'S REWARD, THERE ARE PEOPLE, THE ROBE OF RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND ON AND ON. THERE'S MANY THINGS THAT WE CAN DO THAT WILL AFFECT OUR ETERNAL DESTINY. BUT RIGHT HERE IN CONTEXT, HE'S TALKING ABOUT MONEY. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT YOU CAN LITERALLY SEND MONEY TO HEAVEN? YOU CAN'T SEND THE PHYSICAL COINS OR THE PAPER MONEY, BUT YOU CAN TURN MONEY INTO CHANGED LIVES, AND THOSE CHANGED LIVES IN HEAVEN ARE GOING TO BENEFIT YOU THROUGHOUT ETERNITY. I just think that's awesome. And I was mentioning this on my program yesterday, but to take something that is going to pass away, which is money, any physical, tangible asset that we have, it's going to someday be gone. This earth is going to melt with the fervent heat and God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So whatever you have here on this earth, it is someday going to be gone and it's going to be, it'll just be over. BUT WHATEVER YOU TAKE AND INVEST IN THE GOSPEL THAT CHANGES PEOPLE'S LIVES, YOU GIVE TO PROGRAMS THAT ARE RESCUING KIDS FROM uh, SEXUAL SLAVERY, THAT ARE HELPING ORPHANS IN THESE UNDERDEVELOPED COUNTRIES, THAT YOU'RE FEEDING THE HUNGRY. HE SAID THERE'S NO SINGLE PERSON THAT EVER GIVES A CUP OF COLD WATER BUT WHAT YOU WILL RECEIVE A REWARD FOR IT. AND WHEN YOU START USING YOUR MONEY TO DO THINGS LIKE THIS AND TO BLESS PEOPLE, THAT ENTERS INTO ETERNITY, AND YOU WILL REAP BENEFITS OF THAT FROM ETERNITY. YOU WILL HAVE TREASURE IN HEAVEN. AND THEN LOOK AT THIS VERSE, VERSE 21. HE SAYS, FOR WHERE YOUR TREASURE IS, THERE WILL YOUR HEART BE ALSO. MOST PEOPLE THINK THAT WHERE YOUR HEART IS, THERE WILL YOUR TREASURE BE. BUT JESUS SAID, WHERE YOUR TREASURE IS, THERE WILL YOUR HEART BE. DID YOU KNOW YOU CAN ACTUALLY DIRECT YOUR HEART TOWARDS GOD WITH MONEY? You know, if If you were here in person with me right now, and if you gave me your wallet that had your credit cards, your money and everything, and if you gave it to me, and if I walked out of the room and around the corner, you know what? Your heart would go with me. You would be wondering, what is he going to do with my money? What is he going to do? And I guarantee you, your heart, your attention, your focus would be on where your treasure is. YOU CAN DIRECT YOUR HEART TOWARDS THE THINGS OF GOD BY INVESTING IN THE THINGS OF GOD, BY PUTTING YOUR MONEY INTO THE THINGS OF GOD. MAN, THAT'S POWERFUL. YOU KNOW, I'M GOING TO BE TEACHING ABOUT THIS IN A WEEK OR SO IN THIS SERIES ABOUT FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP BECAUSE PART OF FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP IS BEING PARTNERS. IF YOU WILL INVEST INTO THE KINGDOM AND NOT DO IT ON A SPORADIC BASIS, just whenever you feel like it but you do it on a consistent basis the apostle paul said lay by as god has prospered you upon the first day of every week you will wind up getting much more if you do it consistently if you do it automatically than if you just do it occasionally whenever you feel like it and when you become a partner a person on a regular basis you know our bills come in on a monthly basis and during this pandemic they the bills hadn't QUIT COMING IN. WE STILL ARE HAVING TO PAY BILLS. AND THE PEOPLE WHO GIVE ON A REGULAR BASIS ARE THE ONES WHO MAKE THIS MINISTRY WORK. PARTNERSHIP IS A POWERFUL THING, AND I'LL BE TEACHING ON THAT IN MORE DETAIL. BUT WHEN YOU BECOME A PARTNER WITH A MINISTRY, DID YOU KNOW IT DIRECTS YOUR HEART TOWARDS THAT MINISTRY? YOU'VE GOT SOME SKIN IN THE GAME. YOU'VE ACTUALLY INVESTED. AND EVERYTHING THAT'S GOING TO COME MY WAY BECAUSE OF THE MINISTRY THAT GOD HAS GIVEN ME AND THE PEOPLE THAT WE'RE REACHING ALL OVER THE WORLD, DID YOU KNOW THAT THIS IS ALSO GONNA COME YOUR WAY? YOU WILL HAVE PEOPLE IN ETERNITY THANKING YOU FOR THE WAY THAT YOU'VE INVESTED. SO THAT'S WHAT HE'S TALKING ABOUT, THAT WHERE YOUR treasure IS, THERE WILL YOUR HEART BE ALSO. THE LIGHT OF THE BODY IS THE EYE. IF THEREFORE THINE EYE BE SINGLE, thy WHOLE BODY SHALL BE FULL OF LIGHT. BUT IF THINE EYE BE EVIL my whole body shall be full of darkness. Did you know he's contrasting singleness and darkness? And if you aren't single in your focus, then there's darkness on the inside of you. You need to be focused on the things of God. How do you do that? One of the ways is where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You need to invest in the kingdom. You need to put so much money in the kingdom of God and again, there's, it's not, I'm not just saying this about my ministry, but church, orphanages, people that are ministering. In, there are just so many ways that you can invest and take your money, and you need to invest in God's kingdom. And when you do, it'll direct your heart that way, and your treasure will direct your heart towards these things. That's what he's saying. And then he says, But if the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness! Verse 24, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You know, mammon is an old English. It's a King James English way of referring to money. A friend of mine, Creflo Dollar, he actually has done some research on this and says that it's more than just money. It's the spirit that's behind money. Uh, It's actually a demonic power, and and there there is a spirit attached to money. There really is. Either God's spirit, either you are doing it out of love, motivated out of love, or Satan, greed, and selfishness is attached to it. But this is saying that you can't serve two masters. And you know what? You cannot be just working for a living and focused on money and yet focused on God at the same time. But I tell you what you can do. You can focus on God, and I'm going to read the rest of these verses. This is what it's talking about. You can get so God-centered, so focused on God, that you take money and everything He gives you and you use it first to establish the kingdom. That's what verse 33 says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. The reason you work is so that you can have to give to Him that needs SECOND CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 8, GOD IS ABLE TO MAKE ALL GRACE ABOUND TOWARDS YOU THAT YOU ALWAYS, HAVING ALL SUFFICIENCY IN ALL THINGS, MAY ABOUND TO EVERY GOOD WORK. IT'S NOT SO THAT YOU CAN JUST GET YOUR NEEDS met. IT'S SO THAT YOU CAN ABOUND TO EVERY GOOD WORK. WHEN YOU PUT GOD'S KINGDOM FIRST, THEN GOD WILL SUPERNATURALLY TAKE CARE, TAKE RESPONSIBILITY FOR PROVIDING YOUR NEEDS. And I've said this before, but God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. When you turn your needs over to God, He is going to supply for you better than you could ever supply for yourself. You know, my wife and I, we've given away dozens of cars. I started with just what I had, and I gave away an old dog. It wasn't much, but when I got a better car, instead of selling that thing, I gave it away. And eventually, we started giving away brand-new cars... And I, I am, I, I think it was just last month that I finished the final payment in a six-year payment buying a van for a missionary and helping him. And I just, I've given away dozens of cars. I didn't do it to get. I did it because I really wanted to put God first and I saw people that were in need and I just started giving. Did you know what the results of that was? That God started giving to me. I think it was 12 years. I had a pastor that bought me brand new cars about every three years for 12 years. He bought me four or five brand new cars. And I mean, they were so nice. One of them was a van, an extended van that was tripped out. And I mean, it had everything in it. And I remember one time going and getting some feed and I was having the guy put it in the back of this van and he looked at it and he said, man, this is fancy. And he says, what do you do? Like you must be really rich to have something like this. And I said, well, it was given to me. And he said, given to you? He says, what do you do? And I told him I was a minister. And he looked at me like ministers should not be driving something this nice. But what was I supposed to do? I mean, not receive it and go out and buy something on my own and hurt my own cash flow and put myself in debt so that I could look humble to people. I'm telling you, the point I'm making is that when you get single-minded upon God and you start living to give, not living to get, but living to give, when you do that, God will bless you and take care of you better than you would take care of yourself. I actually left that experience that I was talking about, this man saying, preachers shouldn't have something that night. And I felt kind of embarrassed. Like, man, people think I'm using all of this money just for myself. They didn't realize it was a gift. And I actually went back to the man who bought me that vehicle and I told him, I said, you know, I feel kind of embarrassed about driving such a nice vehicle. And boy, he just came right back at me and he says, if you aren't embarrassed at the level of prosperity you're living in, then God's not your source. Man, that knocked me back. Because I'd say that probably the average religious religious person says, oh, no, it's just the opposite. If you were really, you know, if God was totally controlling everything, he would have you live in a shack someplace. He wouldn't give you very much. That is not what the Word of God teaches. Abraham was a man who put God first. And as a result, this man was filthy, stinking, dirty, rich. And you could go on and on. David... HE GAVE OVER $4 BILLION OUT OF HIS PERSONAL ACCOUNT. THIS IS AFTER HE HAD GIVEN OVER $50 BILLION OUT OF HIS uh, KINGDOM ACCOUNT, BUT HIS PERSONAL ACCOUNT, 1ST CHRONICLES CHAPTER 29, HE GAVE OVER $4 BILLION, OR EXCUSE ME, THAT WAS A TOTAL OFFER, AND I THINK HIS PART WAS LIKE $2 BILLION OUT OF HIS PERSONAL ACCOUNT TO THE BUILDING OF THE TEMPLE. And this is a man who put God first and God blessed him. Of course Solomon was the richest man that has ever or will ever live. I just heard a report a week or so ago about somebody who passed 200 billion dollars in assets, supposedly the most the richest man on the planet. And 1 uh, Chronicles chapter 1 says Solomon was the richest man who has or will ever live. There will never be any after him like that. And so Solomon's assets were over 200 billion dollars. God is El Shaddai, not El Cheapo. He pays his streets in heaven with gold. His uh, New Jerusalem is built with precious stones. He's got gates that are made out of one pearl. They're so big, man. That oyster must be huge. But God is—he is not cheap. He's extravagant. AND WHEN YOU MAKE GOD YOUR SOURCE, HE WILL PROVIDE FOR YOU. SO THIS IS WHAT THIS MAN TOLD ME. IF YOU AREN'T EMBARRASSED BY THE LEVEL OF PROSPERITY YOU LIVE IN, THEN GOD'S NOT YOUR SOURCE BECAUSE GOD, MAN, HE DOES THINGS FIRST CLASS. HE DOES NOT SKIMP. MAN, THAT'S AWESOME. SO AM I SAYING THAT YOU START GETTING SO THAT YOU CAN START GETTING ALL THESE THINGS? NO, THAT'S THE WRONG ATTITUDE. THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT I'VE BEEN PREACHING AGAINST FOR THREE WEEKS. Being a steward, your only desire is, God, what do you want me to do? You are my source. You've given me everything I've got, and I know that you want me to put first your kingdom. And so you're doing this as being a steward. You're doing it to glorify God. God is one who's given you everything you've got, and you're giving back. And so your real purpose in giving is because you love the Lord so much. You are just giving to advance His kingdom. You're putting treasure in heaven. You're taking something that's physical and turning it into something that's spiritual. You're turning it into changed lives. And that's your motivation. But you also know it's going to come back to you and you receive the increase because it enables you to even give more. It enables you to be a bigger giver. You know, my mother, she used to give to me and... And I'd say, I believe God's going to bless you back a hundred times. And she says, I don't want anything back. I'm not doing this to get. I'm just doing it because I love the Lord. And see, that's the way that I was raised. And I understand the point is that you aren't selfish. You aren't greedy in your giving. You are giving because you really do love the kingdom of God and you want to be a blessing. That much is good. But you also need to recognize that God will bless it back to you and you need to receive that hundredfold blessing so that you can be empowered, enabled to give even more. So, yes, it is true that when you give, you're going to get, but you don't give to get, you give so that you can get, so that you can give even more. The emphasis is always on giving. This is the attitude that I'm trying to instill. This is the attitude that these scriptures talk about, and I got a little off track here, but if you just keep reading in Matthew chapter 6... It goes on and says, don't take thought about what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, what you're going to be clothed with. Most people think that's impossible. I've got to take thought. No, you put first the kingdom of God and you just love God. And God will speak to you and God will tell you, now it's time for you to do this. Now it's time for you to get out of the stock market. Now it's time for you to get in. Now it's God wants you to have this job. If you just put first God and His kingdom... He will speak to you and He will make you look good. You know, I'm a person who's not a great uh, business person and yet God has blessed me with assets. I mean, it's like everything I touch is blessed and it turns to gold. And it's not because I'm the sharpest knife in the drawer. It's because I'm putting first the kingdom of God and I'm listening to Him. He's telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and He'll make you look good. AND IT GOES ON TO SAY IN VERSE 33, BUT SEEK YE FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD AND HIS RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND ALL OF THESE THINGS WILL BE ADDED UNTO YOU. THE THINGS ARE WHAT YOU EAT, WHERE YOU SLEEP, AND WHAT YOU'RE CLOTHED WITH. IF YOU PUT GOD'S KINGDOM FIRST, GOD WILL SUPERNATURALLY TAKE CARE OF YOUR KINGDOM. That takes faith. And this is the reason that so very few people do this. Most people take care of their kingdom. And if they have something left over, God, if I have anything left, I'd be glad to give to you after I take care of me first. No, that's the reason the Bible calls it a first fruit offering, not a leftover offering, not if there's something left after I take care of myself offering. It's first fruits that we give to God. That's the attitude of a steward. And I tell you, this will change your life if you get this attitude. You say in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. I
3: was told that my life would be one of pain and isolation and that freedom wasn't even to be hoped for.
2: I was told I was
0: always going to be in a wheelchair.
3: I was given three months to live before total heart failure. Hi, I'm Julianne Hartman from Los Angeles, California, and I was told that I would never recover from fibromyalgia. I was in and out of emergency rooms and spent over $300,000 searching for a cure to no avail. I was just about to give up when I discovered Andrew Womack on television, and Andrew showed me for the first time that by the stripes of Jesus, I was already healed. In a matter of weeks, I received my healing after listening to all of the teachings made available online. And today, 10 years later, I'm still walking in my healing, and I'm not alone. I was healed of fibromyalgia and environmental illness. I was healed of
0: Lyme disease. I was healed of lupus and heart failure.
3: Because people like you partnered with Andrew Womack Ministries, we've all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity, but there are still millions more out there seeking the truth that set us free. Will you help us bring this message to them?
0: You can reach people like me who are trapped in their home and
2: not aware of the fullness of what the Gospel says, that we can be free from everything the enemy tried to put on us.
0: I would not be here if it wasn't for this ministry, and I just really encourage you to become a partner today.
3: Why wouldn't you want to partner with Andrew Womack Ministries? Become a partner today.
1: Andrew is offering his complete teaching on financial stewardship in your choice of either a book, CD album, or
2: DVD album as his free gift to you today. Let me remind you once again that I'm giving this book to you as a gift, either the book or the CD set or the DVD set, any one of these, you can get absolutely free by just requesting it. And again, I just want to emphasize how important it is for you to begin to start trusting God in this area. This is a key, if you can't do that which is least, you can't do that which is greatest. So please take advantage of this product. It will be a blessing to you. Go to awmi.net to order your free product
1: today. This offer is limited to one free product per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a companion study guide for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or you can get these valuable resources in the Financial Stewardship Package. This package has a catalog value of $115 but you can get it today for only $80. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the holiday, but you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net.